coming up today in the City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week. I don't know how how sick and emotionally you are, but this God is able to heal you. I don't know how sick you may be in your body, but this God is a healer, is able to heal all manner of sicknesses. And Jesus Christ, as he did that, he was fulfilling the scripture that he carried our infirmities and healed our, our diseases. Hallelujah. We continue with our March theme, The Way of the Cross, with a powerful message by Pastor Francis Calambera that will have you thanking Jesus for his grace, love, and sacrifice. We study some of the different aspects of what God accomplished on Calvary by the death and resurrection of Jesus. Thanks again for joining us, and we pray you'll be blessed by the Word of God you're about to hear. So it's, uh, it's another wonderful day that the Lord has given us. And um, looking at the cross, the cross is a very, very uh, important symbol of, of what we believe. It's at the heart of, of what to follow Christ me- means. For some reason, God, when he had a plan to, to, to redeem man and to bring salvation to man who had been lost, since the, 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 the disobedience and the sin in the Garden of Eden, he came up with the plan of the cross. And all through the Old Testament, we see the, the, the giving of sacrifices of, of lambs, of gods, and, and calves, and all those other things, which were pointing to the ultimate sacrifice itself, that is Christ himself. And we know that there is no other plan that God had for salvation but the cross. Amen. So it is a very central truth of what Christianity is all about. Today, as we look at this subject of um, the exchange at the cross, let me tell you that uh, there are not only four exchanges there. There are so many exchanges we could find that happened through that cross. But in the interest of time, we can only cover a few. And um, most likely, I may emphasize more on some of the points than on the others. Uh, Maybe because maybe that's where I I, I was laid more, or maybe that's where I studied more. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But but I believe that God is going to, to minister to us as we are here in this place this morning. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we, we come to this church this morning as your people that know that without you, we are nothing. Without you, Lord, we can do nothing. We need you. And we want to acknowledge this morning that we are here because of what Christ did at the cross. And Lord, we pray that you will remind us that we may begin to meditate more on the cross, even as we draw near to the time when we will be commemorating the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that this, through this word, God, you will minister to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Derek Prince did a little good teaching on, on this uh, topic about the, the exchanges at the cross. 
And this is something that he said. He said, at the cross, there was a divinely ordained exchange. Jesus received evil due to us, that we might receive the good due to him. We all know that as, as men had sinned, we were due for the punishment of death. And when we talk about death, we are talking about separation. Death is physical separation. Death can be uh, spiritual separation. That is a person who, have, who has not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They are separated from God. And again, if you die before you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is another death that is called eternal death. It means you will be separated from God eternally. And that's not a place where you need to be. And I'm trusting and believing God that in this congregation, that there is not even a single person who is separated from God. And God forbid it, that may die and be eternally separated from God. That will be your choice. But God does not intend that that happens. So one of the thi- a lot of things happened at the cross that we may uh, call them divinely ordained exchanges. And when you look at it, the first thing that uh, you see there as one of the divinely exchange, uh, uh, divine exchanges that happened there is that Jesus Christ was made sin with our sinfulness that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. That passage is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Uh, this message, I will be going to different uh, uh, passages of scripture. And um, through that, God will be ministering to us, I believe. Verse 21 in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 21 says... God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we see there Jesus Christ who had no sin. The Bible is very clear in the book of Hebrews that he was tested in every way, but yet he did not sin. And yet Jesus Christ who had no sin had to be crucified on the cross like a sinner. And so the Bible is telling us in this passage that that uh, aspect, it was so that he could become sin with our sinfulness that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. On the cross, the Lord became sin for us. He became totally identified with our sins so that we could become totally identified with his righteousness. And now we know that sin uh, manifests in different forms. The Bible has got different ways to describe what sin is. In other passages, it describes it as lawlessness. In other passages, it describes it as iniquity. In other passages, it describes it as an abomination and, and, and many, many other, other places. But all that, it is man uh, 
missing the mark as far as uh, what God has declared as a standard for living. And we also see about righteousness there. And when we talk about righteousness, righteousness is to have right standing. Righteousness is to, to, to be upright before God. Righteousness is the, the right standard that God has said that he wants us to live by. And when we miss that standard, we are declared to be sinful. But if we meet that standard, the Bible declares that we are righteous. But the sad part of it is that the Bible declares that all have sinned and they have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And the only way that we can obtain this righteousness, the only way we can obtain this right standing before God, it's only Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ alone is the only human being Though he is God and human being who has lived here on earth from the day he was born to the day he died without sinning at all. So he is the only one who made this standard of righteousness that God wants all of us to have. And the Bible is also clear. It says that all of us, our righteousness is like filthy rags before God. So all of us, there is no one who is righteous on their own. I am not righteous on my own. But God made it uh, a way in such a way that Jesus identified with our sins so that we could also identify with his righteousness. He took away, he took upon himself our sins so that we could took upon ourselves the righteousness that he uh, alone is able to, to bring before God. And when you look at it uh, concerning uh, this aspect of, of, of Jesus Christ taking the sins upon us, it means that when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, God declares that we are righteous as if we have never sinned before. Amen? That's what the, 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 the Bible tells us. And we know also that when, when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive the power over sin. Amen. In, in Romans chapter 6, the passage there talks to us in verse 14, to be precise, says, sin shall have no more dominion over us. Amen. Sin shall have no more dominion over us. Because we are no longer under the law, but we are now under this, this, this grace. Hallelujah. And again, what also do we receive from, from Jesus that comes with that uh, righteousness of, of, of Jesus? It also comes with the, uh, the, 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 we receive freedom from the penalty of sin. Amen. Because we have been justified through our act of believing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and repentance of our sins, God uh, gives us uh, uh, freedom from judgment. That's why in the book of, uh, of Romans, again in chapter 8, the Bible says there is now no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. It means that there is not a place for us to come again before the judgment seat of God for our sins, but we are going to come before the judgment seat of our God for the, our works. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Because I know there's a lot of people who go and, and preach and say that, you know, you are going to come all of the, before the judgment seat and judge for your sins. Then if you are going to be judged for your sins, how come, uh, then what, did, what happened to you when you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? What did you receive from Christ? We received the freedom, isn't it? We receive no more condemnation, meaning we will no longer be under judgment for our sins, but judgment for works. Amen. And he has made provision that if you sin, you repent of your sins. You confess your sins. In First John chapter 1 verse 9, he says, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from your all unrighteousness. So at the cross, Jesus carried our sins so that we could uh, receive his righteousness. As we are right now, we are righteous before God. Amen. <laughs> I love that. I am clothed with Christ. I am clothed with the righteousness of, of, of Jesus. I do not have my own righteousness. Praise the Lord. So again, when you look at, at, the, at the cross, we see the Bible is telling us that Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 to 17, and also, which is a quotation from the book of Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, Matthew is describing a scenario whereby Jesus Christ was healing the sick. And by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Matthew understood to, that, to say that what Jesus was doing at that particular time was fulfilling the scriptures that said Jesus Christ took our infirmities and carried our diseases. Amen. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. That's why we believe in praying for the sick. Amen. I believe for the sick. Whether I pray for the sick, they don't get healed. I don't know why God has arranged it in that way. But I will always pray for the sick. Amen. My, my part is to pray. The healing is his part. I will do what I can do and I will let him do his part. But one thing I will know. Even if I get sick and I'm on the deathbed, I will always believe that as long as I'm breathing, God is still able to heal. Amen. So when you look at, 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 at that, you will see that uh, even the Old Testament reveals God as a healer. Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. There is a place there whereby the children of Israel, as they were moving, they come to a place and they are thirsty. They want water. And as they go to the place and they start to drink that water, they discover the water was bitter. They call that place Mara. So God gave Moses a revelation that says, cut a tree and the tree will get into that water. And as soon as that tree got into that water, what happened? The water became sweet, isn't it? They were able to drink. Other Bible scholars, they believe that that tree represents the cross. Those who, who, who like to, to, to do what they call the, the types, they, they believe that that tree was a type of the cross. Amen? We are, we are, we are, we are, when God comes to us, many times our life is bitter. 
And when Christ comes in our life, he brings sweetness in our life. I can talk about myself, how bitter my life was, how messed up my life was. But when Christ came into my life, he has made my life sweeter. Amen. I can testify of myself. I don't know about you. But I know that testimony after testimony can testify that when God comes into your life, when Jesus and the wake of the cross is, uh, is done in your life, it brings a transformation. It brings a change. Hallelujah. So the word there says, for I am the Lord who heals you. This is a place where God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha. Amen. Jehovah Rapha, I'm God who heals you. And when you look at it, uh, that Jehovah Rapha, the Old Testament writers on occasion will employ this Yahweh Rofi. The Lord who? Who heals. And what does it mean? Rapha means to heal. It means to restore. It means to cure physically. It means to cure spiritually or morally. People have got different types of sicknesses. Other people's sickness is emotional. Some of them is psychological. Some of them is physical. Some of them is spiritual. But God the healer is able to heal all those. I don't know how, how sick in your, emotionally you are. But this God is able to heal you. I don't know how sick you may be in your body, but this God is a healer, is able to heal all manner of sicknesses. And Jesus Christ, as he did that, he was fulfilling the scripture that he carried our infirmities and healed our, our diseases. Hallelujah. Maybe you are there needing restoration, whether it's restoration physically or emotionally or spiritually or morally, he is a God of restoration. He can restore you. And again, when you look at uh, Psalm, there's a Psalm there, and this Psalm is Psalm 103. There the Bible says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Since it's all your diseases, no matter what the doctors or the scientists or people may call those, those sicknesses, no matter whether they say they are, that sickness is incurable, but our God is a healer of all your diseases. Amen? I don't know what you may be struggling with this, after, this morning. But hear this, the God whom I'm proclaiming this morning is a God who is able to heal your disease. Even though you may have had that sickness or disease for many, many years, this God is able to heal that sickness. There was a man who in chapter 5 of John, he was at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. He was there for 38 years. And Jesus came, and when he came, this man, he said, Why, what can I do for you? He says, ah, but you know, the problem is, I don't know how to get into the water. Before I get into the water, when the angel comes to steer it, somebody else jumps onto it. Jesus just said the word, he just said, carry your mat and go. This man who had been sick for 38 years, that was it. That was the end of his sickness. <laughs> Hallelujah. It does not matter how long that problem has been. 
It does not matter how many doctors or, or, or specialists have been looking at that problem. But when God intervenes supernaturally and, and, and he miraculously, he is able to heal. Amen. There was that woman who for 12 years had an issue of blood. And the Bible says he, he wasted his money going to doctors, this doctor, that doctor. I don't know where there was, which doctors there. He went to which, she went to which doctors, but she couldn't get healed until one day she said in her heart, well, I will go to Jesus Christ. And if I can just touch the helm of his, of his garment, I will be healed. And this, this lady, he went, she went and, and looked for Jesus Christ. And when Jesus came, she pressed through the crowd. And the Bible says she touched the hem of Jesus and she got healed. And she, and Jesus said, something happened. Some, somebody touched me and, and the disciples say, come on, man. There are so many people that are, are moving around here touching you. How can you say that somebody has touched you? But Jesus says, a virtue came out of me. Of me. And when she, he turned, he saw that woman and he said, your faith has healed you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. You can still access healing because on the cross, he carried all our infirmities and our diseases. Amen. That's what I believe. And when you look at it, because there is some some theological debate that goes around among theologians. Some say, no, salvation does not include healing. Isn't it? There are some who believe that. But even if you look in Isaiah chapter 53, there's, there's a talk of uh, he carried our, our, our he bore our, 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 our sins, but also there is also a talk of he carried our sicknesses and infirmities. The, the quotation that we just got there. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. So, I believe that the part of what Jesus did at the cross was also to, 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 to bring to us healing. Amen. And that healing, as I've already said, may be different forms. It may be spiritual. It may be moral. It may be emotional. But it, it, it also includes physical healing. Now I also know that healing may God may, may, may heal in different ways. He may heal you through the medicine that you get from the doctor from the hospital. Amen. But I believe that it's the doctors that give medicine, but God is the one who heals. Amen. I believe in that. And also I believe sometimes you can be healed by just a change of lifestyle. All right? Maybe you, you were eating a lot of salt, you, ch you change salt, and you begin to eat less salt. It can have a healing effect on you. Maybe you're eating too much sugar, and then you change. <laughs> Amen? And then you find by doing that, your healing comes. It may be that you have not, you have not been exercising like uh, I've been very lazy at exercising lately. And, uh, and, and you begin to exercise. Healing can come that way too. Amen? But I also believe that God is still a supernatural healer. Yes, Amen. That is still there. The possibility is still there. Because his word tells me that he is a God that he is able to do what is impossible with man. He is El Shaddai, the almighty God. In chapter 17, when, when he appeared to, to, to Abraham uh, in Genesis chapter 17, 
It was in a time when Abraham was 99 years old. And at that particular time, Sarah was 90. And still God is coming to him and saying, I'm going to make you, there will be multitudes that will come from you. And how did he reveal himself? Because he says, I'm almighty God. I'm El Shaddai. The all-powerful God. God of unlimited power. God is able to do anything, anytime to anyone that is consistent with his will. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Although he can do everything, he cannot steal. Amen. <laughs> but he can always he can do anything that is consistent with his will. Hallelujah. And then, uh, as, as we continue, we see that uh, there is also this aspect that Jesus endured our poverty that we might share his abundance. All right? He endured our poverty that we might share his abundance. Now, when you look at the, at the passage, it's coming within the context of giving. Amen? So, I, I believe that every interpretation must consider context. Amen. It is in the area of giving. And he says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty might become rich. Now, Jesus Christ, when he came here on earth, he left all the glory in heaven. Amen. And where was he born? He was born in a manger. And he identified himself with the poorest of the poor. He lived among the poorest. He was coming from a, a, a poor neighborhood. That's, most of you here would not stay there where he was coming from. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but this Jesus, when he went to the cross, not only did he, he, he also was, he experienced extreme poverty right at the cross as well. He was stripped naked. Amen. At the cross. He was hungry, he was thirsty. That particular time when he was at that cross. But all that, Jesus Christ was identifying himself with our poverty so that we can identify ourselves with his riches. Now the riches of God are immense. Amen. I, I will not narrow it only to the material, but the spiritual uh, 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 riches that are there are just immense. Not even to compare about the, 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 the material ones. When the Bible wants to, to give us a glimpse of what kind of riches we are, we are, we are getting into, it, it, it talks to us in, in, this, in these words. It says, the, the eye has not yet seen. The eye has not yet seen. The ears have not yet heard. The mind has not yet conceived. What lies ahead to those who, amen, hallelujah, Paul, Paul was, oh, had run out of words. He couldn't even describe it. It is, it is indescribable since what God is taking us into. When I'm talking about that, I'm not only talking about these earthly things that we are going to enjoy here. I'm also talking about the eternal. Because a lot of times we forget that this is just temporal. This is just a dress rehearsal of the real thing that is coming. Amen. No matter what we can enjoy in this earthly realm or this earth, it cannot compare with the joy, that, the, the glory that is to be revealed. Hallelujah. When, when the Bible tries to, to, to show us a glimpse of what we are, we are expecting, he says the, the streets will be of gold. <laughs> Amen. Just a glimpse of it. 
But I also believe that God does not want us to be poor. I don't think poverty glorifies God. Amen. I know what poverty is like because I was born here in Malawi. And I've lived here in Malawi. And I have experienced what poverty means. I've experienced, you know, going to a school whereby you don't even have a bed, you're sleeping on the floor. Amen. I have experienced, you know, laying under a tree. And when the rains come, they have to dismiss us. Amen. I know what it means. I have lived in the, in the villages. I know the poverty that is in the village. And I don't think for a moment that that glorifies God. Amen. And in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 8, there is also a word there that, that speaks, God speaks to it, and, and this is what it says. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Hallelujah. I believe God wants us to have more than enough. So that after having more than, more than enough, he can also share with others. Amen. God wants us blessed so that we can be a blessing to many. Amen. Not, not blessed because we should just enjoy it for ourselves. If God has blessed you materially, the, the other things that, that he has given you is for you to share with others. Hallelujah. That's what God wants us to, to be like. And when you, when, when, when you further still, when you go in, the, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And how did that blessing come? It was through the cross. Amen. Saint, you have every spiritual blessing that you will ever need. Amen. Everything that you will ever need pertaining to life and godliness has already been provided for you. It is just a matter of by faith appropriating them and walking in them. Amen. Hallelujah. I will stop there. Let's all rise up and I will pray. We are going to pray. Just raise up your hands unto the Lord. And we are, I'm just going to agree with what Pastor Halil already prayed. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we have shared your word, we believe that there is power to take away our sins at the cross. And I pray this morning, if there is even one person who is living in sin, I pray, Lord, by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that, that that person will come to a place of repentance. And I'm also praying this morning, oh God, that if there is every, any sickness in this gathering, any sickness in any person, I rebuke that sickness right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever that name of sickness is, right now, 
I rebuke your sickness in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity, I rebuke you because Christ carried our infirmities. Christ carried our sickness. Sickness is not your portion, but health is your portion. Receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus, wherever you are. From whatever ailment that you are suffering, let healing come upon you now. Let the power of healing come upon you now. Whether that sickness has been there and you have accepted it as my sickness, today I declare that sickness go in the name of Jesus. 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 You may be there. You are going through financial difficulties. And you need a financial breakthrough. I pray as Christ took our poverty so that we may enjoy his riches. May his riches that you need for you to carry out the work that he has called you to do come upon you in the name of Jesus. Let those finances that you need to carry out that ministry be open to you in the name of Jesus. May God supply all your needs according to riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I pray in the name of Jesus that God will give you grace that you will increase in the area of giving. That as you increase in that area of giving, His grace will abound in your life. And I make you have abundance. That having abundance, you may be able to share with others in doing good things. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is also an aspect that I did not touch because of time. It says that he carried out our he carried our curses. That's in Galatians chapter 10, chapter 3. So that we may have his blessing. Hallelujah. So that we may receive the blessing that he blessed Abraham with, whom he blessed in every way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I declare upon your life. You are not cursed but blessed. You are not cursed but blessed. Blessed is your house. Blessed is your business. Blessed is your family. Because you are not cursed but blessed. Let every case that has been operating in your life be broken now. In the name of Jesus. Because you are blessed. Say I am blessed. Because Christ took my curses. I am healed. Because Christ took away my infirmities. In the name of Jesus, give glory to God this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. May the love of the Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all till we meet again next Sunday. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. You can stream, download, and share more messages like this one by visiting our website, citypentecostal.church. Until next time, God bless you.